This is a HeadGum Podcast. What up, you guys? How are you doing? How is your week? We are here. This is The Scroll Down. I'm Nicole Thurman. With me, as always, is my co-host, Marcella Arguello. Miss Marcella, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you? <laughs> you know, I'm just living the dream. I was um, writing my first episode of uh, narrative TV today, so that's my fucking brain is fried, so that's what I've been doing mm. all day. Um, what are you up to? Are you traveling? Are you doing shows? Are you... I, yeah, I had a weekend at the San Francisco Punchline that was so fun. Six really fun shows. Well, I should say four really fun shows, two very strange shows, but shout out to everybody that came. We have some scroll down fans. Shout out to y'all for coming out. I appreciate you. And I know I had some zeitgeist fans that came too. I appreciate everybody. It was such a fun ass weekend. And I was like, it was just, it's just exhausting. I haven't done a full headlining weekend in a very, very, very long time. And it was fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah. that's like, how long is your set when you do a headlining set? At least an hour. Oh yeah, that's a there long was a time. couple shows. Yeah, there was a couple shows I did um, a little more, and I think there was. The, I think the very last show I did a little less because I was like, I'm tired. You guys are tired. You know. I mean, I when I say less, it was like 50 minutes or something. You know. Yeah. But, um, it was yeah, but it was fun. It was cool. I mean, I I have a lot of new material, and it was all doing well. And I also like recorded visually recorded some sets because I I want to like fucking i've succumbed to having to yep. post clips online because that's where we're at in comedy and i've just ex- i finally accepted it finally accepted it but also can i just say that the reason i followed you originally was that i saw a clip of you online and i was like that bitch is fucking hilarious that's great that you're doing that it is great thank you and you're and you're right but it's just that thing uh, like I, I, you know posting content that's like you're doing a character or you're doing this or you're doing that you know like it allows space for improvement it allows space for growth but when you post a joke that's finished and you put it online uh-huh. <laughs> like it, it it's kind of like hard for comics to like post that shit because you are like am i even gonna put this somewhere else does it live this is where it's gonna live like there's so much of the mentality of stand-up which is what i'm trying to get out of but the mentality of a lot of stand-ups is once it's kind of recorded and out there, it's dead. Like, yeah. uh, you know, when, like everybody knows if you do late night, those seven minutes are gone. Yeah. Like when I did two dope queens, I was like that seven minutes is gone. Yeah. Like I can't put that anywhere. Yeah. And uh, you kind of have to accept that. Um, but of course, like what the, the truth is, nobody fucking cares about the comics, you know? I know. Well, that's the thing, too, though, is that lately with the Internet, with TikTok being so fucking crazy and every joke just being recycled to death and just like slightly changed, it is becoming so strange. Like it's like comedians are the last the the last people that seem to like really care and like have those yeah. rules that they stand by. I mean, I personally love that. I think those rules are cool. And I, I, I think that it's like, I would like to hold on to it because I think just copying content is so pathetic, but um, I totally get that. I remember there was a, like younger comics will say if like a bigger comic steals your, your material, it's gone. Is that still a rule too? Like oh, not, yeah. not in that a nice basically- way. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically true. I mean, Robin Williams was notorious for stealing people's jokes, but the difference between Robin and a lot of other comedians like Carlos Mencia is that Robin would pay people. Like, he was known to steal jokes. If you confronted him about it, he would write you a check right right there. That's what he was known for. I bet you would never sell your Beyonce impression. (laughs) Well, I mean, would you sell some of your jokes for money? I probably, I mean, well, 
it's not selling jokes. It's he's stealing them. And yeah. you're like, you're Robin Williams. Like, I can't do that joke because I look like I stole it. Right. And that's what sucks is like you, you are put in a fucking position of like compromise. That's what sucks about that. I mean, I mean, look, if Robin Williams could do a Beyonce, that would be great. But, you know, I'm not the only person that does Beyonce. So, you know. Yeah. I'm sure if like people saw. Oh, my God. What is that girl's name? Novena or what was her name? There's a there's this beautiful black girl who does an incredible Beyonce. Mm. And I remember people tagging me when she posted. This reminds me of your impression. And I was just like, let's not get that shit started because I know how that is, especially when someone's bigger than you. It will always look like you stole it from the person who's bigger than you. Yeah. And that's not that's not always true. Um, and it is sometimes true, but it's not, you know, that's just not the case. And oh, what I was going to say earlier was that what's what's also tricky about stand up is like if I have an album, uh-huh. like, you know, the record company, there's copyright, you know, like law shit that goes back and forth between you and the lawyers and stuff. So like there is some shit like technically it can't live anywhere but there, you yeah. know, in that recording. Um, and that's why a lot of comics have that rule it's kind of stemmed in that, but it is also like, yeah, once that shit's out there, it's out there. But of course, the other argument is some fucking fans, they want to see that shit that they love mm-hmm. and like hits like with music. If you become famous for like a really hilarious bit, everybody's going to be like, do the thing, do the thing, dance for us. You know, like I remember oh, yeah. um, this was so random, but I like this is really random because it's Dane Cook, but I have this like one memory of a joke that Dane Cook did about like pickles. I don't even know what the fucking bit was, but he just like said the pickles in like a funny way. And so I always think of that when he was like in the arena doing that one thing. And I'm like, I bet people always will ask him to say little, uh, what trademarky lines like that. And it's like with Angela Johnson with the nails, she got famous off that, that fucking nail salon bit. And people wanted that shit forever. And then she fucking became a Christian, like a hardcore Christian. And she does like a lot of like very clean comedy. You watch what I say. Amen. That's when it gets interesting. When you like become so popular based off one bit. And then that's what people want. And then you, you, you don't or you can't deliver that. And that's, I mean, it's a journey. It's certainly a journey. Steve Martin had like, um, I mean, I think that's why... My understanding, he quit stand-up for a lot of reasons, but one of them was, like, people were associating him with these stupid-ass bits that he did not want people just, like, shouting at him, you know? Yep, yep. That was one of those things. Yeah. It fucking gets to you. Yeah, well, I'm excited for your TikTok. Is it going to be on TikTok? Everybody watch Marcella's TikTok. Yeah, it's going to be on everything. I mean, the, the reels, it's funny, too, from the Wednesday show, one of the shows I posted a clip of, um, like the next morning and sure enough really quickly I got a bunch of new followers and I was mm-hmm. like fuck I hate that this shit works I really you said the reels not reels, right reels and tiktok yeah. both I, yeah. I I'm trying to be better at posting on tiktok yeah it's so true it's, it's such a weird it, it's something also I remember when I first moved to LA I was like oh my god like my instagram was private and I was like I don't fucking care about followers or any of that. And like, you should just be, you know, working off of your merits alone. And it, it right. really has become such a thing. And it, it doesn't, it bothers me, but then also it, it's a, some way of taking control of your own content and of your sure. own image, which is really great because like, if you see me on Grace and Frankie, I'm playing a lawyer, but it's like, that's not like right. me at all. So it's like, right. I like to be able to be wacky and weird or whatever, but yeah, it's also fucking annoying that, like, to think you could be in an office and, like, be the best person for the job, but then somebody's like, but how many followers do you have? Right, you know? yeah. And that's it. what sucks, too, is that, unfortunately, a lot of comedy clubs 
are really subscribing to that. Really? How many followers do you have? Because how many, cause especially now, because remember back in the day, like, I don't even know, eight years ago when people could just buy a fuck ton of followers mm-hmm. and that was an issue. And so people would get booked off of their followers and the followers weren't even real. And so a lot of venues started being like, wait a minute, what the fuck is this about? So now that shit doesn't really exist because those fake accounts, you know, after the Trump shit, that really cleaned up bots and uh-huh. fake accounts or new accounts and shit like that and now it's very rare for people to have like purchased followers on social media and so now people have their real amount of followers and some people have a fuck ton of followers based off of their fucking goofy ass character of a fucking woman in a grocery store yep and that bitch is headlining (laughs) a fucking weekend she's looking for peas you guys that's the joke she can't find the peas east coast mom is in the south trying to buy vegetables what is this like that type of shit that's just like and that's selling tickets unfortunately for so some of us tried and true who really are just trying to just do stand up yeah um but it's it's interesting twisted that's what i'll say it's yeah. fucking twisted right now shit is fucked up you guys so why don't we just keep it moving and scroll it down <laughs> scroll it down everything is fucking weird bro nothing ever stops being weird Main character. You're trending. Main character. Shout out to God, I wish I could remember her name. This girl came to see me. Well, her and her homies came to see me this weekend. And she was like, sometimes I'll just be in the house. And she'd be like, main character. <laughs> You're trending. I love that so yeah, much. I, yeah, that's so that's cute. Um, so Aww. like shout out to y'all for really shout enjoying our Shout out to y'all who pod. quote the main character bits. And shout out to Stephanie Aguilar for creating these amazing sounds amazing. for the show. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. This, this week's main character um, is television. And I say that because every time I logged on to Twitter... A bunch of people were live tweeting something they were watching on TV. And this weekend in particular, it was like Euphoria, the fucking all-star weekend slam dunk contest. And all these things were like happening. And it almost was like kind of confusing because there was an era on Twitter where like everyone would watch the same thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's like you have to know the characters or the names or the whatever to like keep up with or to try to avoid. Right. So I just yeah. find this this week to be interesting in terms of like using television to disassociate from whatever the fuck is happening in the, in the world and in your oh, lives. Yeah. And I feel like it's this, I also feel like there's sometimes this weird thing of like, we have to have something to kind of like uh, dunk on. And so yeah. either they're posting spoilers and posting what's happening or they're kind of everybody's piling on and dunking on something because it's like politics has gotten a little boring, you know, for, at least for Twitter, you know, purposes. It's funny because, yeah, I was thinking about how I've never seen Euphoria. And also it's what's interesting, too, is that suddenly shows just become popular, I feel like. Like, I feel like Euphoria, is this their second season? Yeah. And it's like, I heard about it last season, but this year, it's like out of control. I think it's just because people want to dissociate together. Maybe. It definitely seemed like there was more vocal fans this season, for sure. Um, And that's been interesting. I also, I mean, I don't watch the show. I don't watch it because I tried to watch it, and, you know, I don't really love the whole druggy shit to you yeah. know i don't want to say i don't want to say they glamorize it because that's not what's going on but i just i'm like i this is too close to home i t- think i've talked about this it's too close to home i don't want to watch this these are not images that i find entertaining mm-hmm. um and i guess supposedly uh like this week rue had 
some kind of breakthrough or some kind of breakdown or maybe it was last that was week. Like I don't know. Two weeks ago. And the, it's it's funny that we even know this because we don't watch yeah. that shit. <laughs> I know. That's what's crazy. And but I was like, oh, good for them. They actually fucking made the episode that needed to be made. Right. Oh yeah. And she, I think she was going. This is what's so funny is like this is I'm gonna try to piece it together based off of tweets that I saw where it was like, mm-hmm. no, Rue didn't. Oh my god, not Rue running through the streets. Oh my god, not Rue exposing um, Sydney Sweeney's character with the boobs. Because it's like these are this is what I hear. Like I don't know right, what's happening. Right. But um, yeah, she was she was going through withdrawals from whatever drug that she did, and so she was like wilding in the streets. That's what I that's what I think happened. And she was sweating, and she was running, and she was uh, talking shit and fighting with everybody. Um, but yeah, I was the same it? way with Euphoria. Like I just don't, I, I I don't I don't really want to see high schoolers doing drugs and like being all crazy. It just seems it seems weird to me. It seems very weird. It wasn't there something that. The the girl, the white girl that with the boobs, she was saying that the somebody, or I don't I don't know because I fucking I don't really follow. I just see the headlines, and it was like the writer was talking was like writing in a bunch of topless scenes yes. for her, and she had to like push back. Yes, what a bunch of weirdos men are yes. in television. Okay, you're you're on TikTok, so you've probably seen that. Um, take them titties out, cause I'm trying to see them. AM to the PM, double did them and I need them. Have you heard that? No, Nicole, I haven't. We got to get that soundbite stuff. Take them titties out because I'm trying to see them. AM to the PM, double did them and I need them. Oh, my God, you guys. It's so funny. And it is, um, I don't know. I think it's like what some random person said on TikTok and then it became like a trending sound. But I always associate it with euphoria because the first time I heard the sound was like it was the joke was like Sam Levinson every time um, Sydney mm, Sweeney's on, mm, on mm. camera, you know. And I was just like, that just, it sounds crazy. It just, that show just, I, I don't know, like. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm, I'm a. I guess I'm a bit of a prude. I'm not really wanting to see drug use. I'm not wanting to see a bunch of teenagers being fucking and naked, naked, and it just seems sweaty and exhausting. It just seems tiring. Like what are we're like? They're trying to do all the things. Is what I'm. What I'm getting from it. Yeah. All I'm hearing so from I'm both of us right it. now is we would make great moms because we'd be like, you are not watching that druggy show. And then our kids would like sneak and watch it. That's right. That's right. I'm looking at a whole Twitter account that's out of context euphoria. And I'm just like, all everybody's doing is crying, laughing. They're red faced or not laughing. They're crying. They're screaming. They're red faced. They're sweaty. I'm like, what? It just seems like, why are we doing all of this? I'm pointing out the principal. What? For, oh, yeah. And that's the other thing. Sydney Sweeney. Okay, uh, we gotta do a spoiler alert if you're gonna be fucking dropping. Everybody knows it happened on the episode. Well, that one, that one was a couple weeks ago, and it's been all over TikTok. The sounds of it has, but yeah, you're right. We can do spoiler. But alert. you know, some people people want to catch up or people want to watch or some shit. You know. Um, oh, here's the spoiler. We're gonna talk about Euphoria spoilers because we have do not watch the show, but we watch the tweets. I will say too, I'm. I think Euphoria might be number one right now on this, but I've seen this very recently. I would say heavy in the last year. I don't know if everybody just has COVID brain, but people post spoilers so fucking much, like instantly, like as soon as it happens, it's almost like they're trying to show off that they're watching it. It's so, I'm disgusted with it because I'm like, come on guys, remember we used to at least do a spoiler alert. We would use a little red emoji siren thing and people don't do that shit anymore. They're just like, and so Rue died. Isn't that crazy? That's like at eight oh one, one minute after the show aired, it's fucking weird to me. As far as spoilers go, people are like, "Well, it's been on. It's on, so people should just yeah. know what's happening." Or like, it was on thirty seconds ago. Why didn't you just? 
watch it with me. Right. Why don't you just watch it with me? Why aren't you sitting at home immediately watching with me the second it drops onto HBO Max? Oh, my God. Somebody pointed out, too. This is this was one of the most I don't have a lot of like mind blowing uh, moments on Twitter. Mm -hmm. This woman pointed out that even saying trigger warning rape or trigger warning sexual assault or whatever is a trigger that it's the trigger. I always think about that. I'm like, I don't understand if you, you, there has to be a different, maybe like a symbol or like some kind of different word that, that, yeah. that doesn't say exactly what's going to happen. Cause to me, when you just see the words, you're like, it's triggered. A, it's triggered. Yeah. That's it defeats the whole purpose. Like, so it's like the human brain is interesting. That's what I'll say. And I think with the spoilers, it truly is just like a fight to be the first to say something. Mm-hmm. And then you can get like the attention for it or the accolades. But to me, I'm like, you're a fucking dickhead if you're doing that. Why would you do that? Like at least I give know. it what an hour. I mean, still, even that's not enough. But people- what's interesting is that they're just used to be a little more decorum in terms of like spoiling other moments for people on, on, you know, that's happening. I mean, and now it's like the opposite where it's like, everything is so spoiled. How is this encouraging people to watch? Cause like the fact that you and I yeah. know that last night on euphoria, yeah. the fucking play yeah. ruined everyone's lives. Yes. Like I shouldn't know that. Why do we know that? Sh- Who's I Lexi? I should- Why do we know who Lexi is? I don't yeah. know. She's yeah. a fucking G, according to the little Latina on the on the show, mm. because I keep seeing that fucking screenshot. You're I'm a fucking, fucking G, Lexi. I don't even know who that person is. Is that a character that's even been on there? That's another thing. People are like, who's Lexi? Where did she come from? What's going on? I don't know. Um, but yeah, people need to quit being spoilers. We, we were spoilers, but we're going to give a warning, a real one. Um, yeah, we're going to give a real warning because people should. So don't be dicks. Also, if you haven't watched Euphoria by Thursday, what the fuck are you doing with your time? (laughs) That's true, though. I do think there has to be like a at a certain time on a certain day we can start posting about it because good lord i mean the fact that people do it at 801 when some shit airs yeah, like the minute at, it's like it's they are what is it called L- live tweet yeah live tweeting spoilers right they're live tweeting spoilers and people are like well if you don't want to see the spoilers and stay off twitter it's like bitch you know that my fucking thumb just automatically goes to twitter when i'm just sitting on the couch yeah, watching shows it. like it's going to happen We're, and you there's no way to avoid it muting the words doesn't work muting nope. it, you're always going to see spoilers but yeah, people just need to quit being losers. Um, did you see that tweet that is currently going viral? Um, and it's basically judging the, the, the fans of Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's Megan Beth Keister. Uh, her Twitter name is at Born Feral. She tweeted, I've never seen an episode of Ted Lasso, but its fans have big childless adults whose entire personality is predicated on their love of Disneyland energy. <laughs> So, have you seen Ted Lasso? I have not. I've not seen one episode of Ted Lasso. So, what is your take on Ted Lasso from all the spoilers that people post online? Okay. This tweet is interesting to me because I I totally know what she's talking about. Like, there's sure. something about... I, and I have... There's literally no hate for Ted Lasso because I have never seen it. I don't have any hate for it. It just... To me, which, seems I, which like a very... I think she is also with you on that. I don't think she's hating on definitely Ted Lasso either. Definitely yeah, not. I, I think I, it's I, more. Yeah, it's that energy. It's like an energy. There's this. Okay, this is okay. This is how I explain it. And like she says it. She said, "Childless adult whose entire personality is predicated on their love of Disneyland." It to me, it gives the same energy that when um, Harry Potter was super hot. Like oh, okay. I felt like it's that same energy where you're like, "What is happening with you?" Like sure. it, it's a it's a positive kind of cute 
uh, energy that I automatically uh, kind of, I, I, I don't get into. So I just never have watched it because I was like, I don't know what this energy is, but like, it makes me not interested in the show. I'm, I love the story of one of the actors who was a writer on the show. And then he asked uh, if he could audition for one of the parts. And I thought that was fucking awesome. And now he's got like an Emmy and I think a Golden Globe. I don't even know. But anyway, so that's, that's my take on Ted Lasso's. I don't know anything about it. I know some lovely people that write for it. This tweet I thought was just funny. And it's definitely getting people talking. When, when Nicole says people talking, she's getting her ass ratioed because people are fucking pissed about this tweet. That, that's what she means when she says people are talking. You're right, girl. And that's why I wanted to talk about this tweet because I was reading the replies and I was like, holy shit. It, for a show that seems like it's all about positivity and love and da-da-da-da-da, these fucking responses, these people are going at her. I'm like, y'all, the- it's okay for people like, to not like things you like they're also like trying to prove her wrong like no right. no we're not all disneyland energy we also are fucking dickheads okay <laughs> we also love it because we're terrible shitbag of people who would love to threaten you for judging this care this show and this character that we love and it's like wait what did what is the conversation we're having you know when you watch <laughs> Like a fucking fight video yeah. and you don't watch it with the sound on at the beginning because they're just you're like oh they're gonna fight so who knows what and you're just waiting for the hits to happen for sure. and the hits are so intense that you're just like how did this start and then you read you like listen to it you, you unmute it and you listen to it and you're like wait a minute this is over a bag of cheetos right i think it's also catching people up for some reason just that right moment of rage so that everybody's like fuck you ted lasso's yeah. the shit best cow had a really funny reply to this tweet she said people in the replies are like i'm a parent of nine and i love the tv show about kindness so much i will punch through this wall <laughs> that's so dude that's what's ha- it's so funny okay so i do watch ted lasso i don't have that disneyland energy and i also don't give a shit about megan's tweet i clicked on it on the name Ted Lasso because it was trending and um, I was like oh my god it got renewed how exciting that's literally what my thought was it got renewed because there's nothing going on right now with Ted Lasso and when I saw that it was Megan Sweet I was like what this is like the most waste of energy that I've ever seen that people because it it prompted me to like look at the tweet look at some of the replies look at some of the quote tweets I guess the tweets that I saw that were replying to her were also like trying to be sweet to her like hey it's okay that you don't which was like so fucking condescending and it's like what you're not ted lasso you're not ted lasso you're not his fucking like parents or friends he is a fictional character and again people don't have to like what you like and also she didn't you're right she did not even say she didn't like the show or badmouth the show she just said the fans of it seem weird and that's exactly what i said about fucking harry potter i was like you know what it's not that i don't want to read harry potter i'm sure it's great it's just that the people who like Harry Potter are doing the most and I'm tired you know like it's yeah. just, that's all so I I do watch I have watched I really enjoy it. it's a very good show I strongly recommend it to anybody what's funny about it is that concept that Disneyland energy you know childless adult type shit is part of the reason I had no interest in watching it like there was no gif going around or a meme going around that it piqued my interest what actually got me was my friend Manhole. Shout out to Manhole, who did the artwork for the scroll down, the images. Um, he blew up our, our big, beautiful heads. And he loved this show. And Manhole is the most cynical fuck I've ever known. Mm. He is uh, way, way, way... He's a lot. And I adore him. So when he liked the show and was like, oh my God, this week Ted lasted, I was like... Excuse me, you're watching this show? Yeah. It it absolutely piqued my interest. And 
which goes to show that yes, the fans of series or or, or franchises they they can make something off putting. Like that is the truth because Absolutely. I honestly had never thought about watching it until I found out that he watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, this show is right. And and what's funny is part of the, what piqued his interest is because he's such a huge soccer fan. So I think it, he was like, oh, okay, I'll watch a show about soccer. Let's see what this is about. There, people don't make shows about soccer. And that got him and that's that's what hooked him. And so it does crack me up because that that she's not wrong. She's not right, but she's not wrong, you know? Exactly. She's absolutely not right or wrong. She Literally, this tweet is so innocuous and it's, made, it's wild to see how people are responding to it. But it's also, I think maybe, do you think it's something about um, Disney adults because they have such oh, a bad rap that they're like, funny. I'm not a fucking Disney adult. I'm a regular what's adult. Funny. <laughs> what's funny? So what's funny about this tweet to me as a comic is that it part of the punchline is uh, extremely predictable people hate disney adults is the term right disney adults is the term that um it's such an easy punchline Mm -hmm. and so to just like throw in childless disney adult energy or whatever it's like it's such an easy tweet yeah and the fact that people reacted so strongly cracks me up because i'm like this isn't like an original thought if you really break down what she's saying you know she's literally taking something that just has a bad reputation and throwing it into a beloved show you know yeah it's like yeah i see what you're saying it's like one of those um it's almost like it could be a template for um for for a thought you just say like blah 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 is like blah 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 and like it's like that thing of like women be shopping blah 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 be doing this and it's like that's the joke you know but it's yeah so it's like she could have said anything and it's like so she could have said it about anything. And that's the magic of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And also like the the worst thing about Twitter is that you can get fans instantly, but you can also get villainized just as fast. Immediately. Absolutely. And you never know when it's gonna happen. It's the same thing where you never know. I mean, sometimes I know I'm gonna tweet I'm tweeting a banger and I'm like, that's gonna go viral. But right, then sometimes right, right. You tweet, like literally, girl, I tweeted some dumbass shit about how the Kardashians' boyfriends all look the same or whatever. And it blew up. And I was like, why? Like, you know, like so it's like you yeah. never it's so arbitrary, but um, Megan, we stand with you. We get it. You know Whoa, it. Happens. I didn't say all that. Okay, Megan, that. you exist and we see you. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're going to move on to the next uh, topic. How about that? There is so much good television. People aren't wrong. There is a lot of really good television on right now. Um, And are there any shows you recommend to people right now, Nicole? Well, I just watched this one show and I just think it's funny. Um, It's not really that good of a show, to be honest. So if you start watching it, do not come for me. Okay, like I'm telling you right now. It's just I. But there's a show called The Girl Before on HBO Max. Have you seen that one? I have not. (laughs) Um, it is about, I don't even know what the fuck it's about, honestly. It's about this, like, architect who's... <laughs> what is this recommendation? Listen to me. I didn't say anything when you were like, this show's okay. I was like, okay, well, I guess that's fine. And then you said... <laughs> say it was good. It's a good way to kind of, like, just, like, watch something. But what I... The, I want to call it the Girl Before Challenge. Because this is the thing about this show. 
the show is about an architect who kind of has like a, he has this house that's like very specifically set up and like he only lets certain people rent it and the certain people have to look a certain way and I don't know if you know Ooh. who Gugu Mbatha Ra is do you know who that is I don't know so she's just this beautiful woman she was um, San Junipero I think was her big thing from Black Mirror she's the uh, I think biracial or black woman light skin uh, really curly pretty hair so she it's like so the deal is like the guy uh, who's David Oyelowo. Oh God, I'm gonna say that wrong. Oyelowo. He is the architect, and he only rents his house out to women that look like her, light-skinned black women or biracial oh, women with curly hair. That's why you like the show. That's what it is. First You're of like, all, I love this type of discrimination. This is beautiful. First of all, this is not discrimination. This is me feeling represented on the screen okay i'm just joking i'm also i want to clarify i'm just joking because there is enough fucking light-skinned black women on screen okay we need more dark-skinned black women but i agree the best part about this show the reason why i want to call it the girl before challenge is because i swear to you white people that think all black people look the same will not be able to handle this show like it's that's hilarious you have to at least watch one episode you will know exactly what i'm talking about it is so fucking funny it's a good it's a good enough show that you will watch all it's like four episodes it fucking completes itself it's simple it's stupid it's british that's it's really fine. funny but if you think all black people look alike because i was watching that show okay as a light-skinned black hair cur- you know curly hair bitch and i was like for a second i'd be like whoa because like these women look so much alike and that's the you point like but- why didn't i get cast in this what the fuck too really for the first half of it i was like okay i did not even get an audition i feel like this is you rude. fucking texted your agent after the yeah. second episode you're like uh-uh i was like bitch i could be the girl before what the fuck um i could be the before dude, before and after what the yeah, fuck? that's hell of funny. You'll die because it's so funny. Like I, I cannot imagine certain people watching this show. They would be so confused because you have to follow who's who, and there's there's almost no way to do it if you think all black people look the same. <laughs> that's hell of. You know what? As someone who I have actually confused people, mm-hmm. and not just black people. I have done this with a lot of races. Let let me. That's one thing I've I've always been like so sad about with with uh with white people because I'm like. It's very specific and telling if you only think black people look like. I mean, I think Chappelle used to have a joke like that. He's like, it's not that I think all white people look alike. It's that I think all people from every race except mine look alike. And I'm like, that's actually, I understand that. That is actually more of a, I don't want to say healthy, but that is like how people should look at things. Like, oh, you don't look like me, so therefore I can't tell you apart. I love that. Um, but I, this shit, that's that like the fact that there is some people who only think certain people look like and it and we all know who we talking about but i had a dude and i told this story this weekend i once was at um going to my friend Teresa's house and like i know her well enough we haven't like super kicked it but i was walking up to her crib and i see her i see her walking up to her crib and i'm like about to be like hey girl and um like right when I'm like like starting to say hello, I realize she's not looking at me with the same familiar eyes, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm racist. I think all Asian people look alike. Holy fuck, I'm a piece of shit. And then like right when I'm having those thoughts, the girl looks at me and she's like, are you Marcella? I'm Teresa's twin sister. I was like, twins. Yes, you're like I'm That's not racist. A racist yeah. worst nightmare. You give her a big hug. You're like I'm not racist. racist. Worst nightmare. Yeah, that's I was like, this really is. Funny. Oh my god. Because I, I, I mean, you know, because I. That's the funny thing about that shit is like you start fucking with your own head. Oh man, that is such a funny way to suggest to watch a show, dude. 
That's what I'm. That's what I was like. I was like, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna tell you why I'm suggesting it because I genuinely so, want some white person know, to come I, up to me and be like, "You were right, bitch. I couldn't tell the difference." <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my god! But also, truly, people don't watch this and let it give you a pass to be racist and openly racist no. to people, and don't be saying that type of shit to people. You know, mm-hmm. if you need a little inside joke with one friend, then tell your friend that looks like you. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Right. right. I don't I don't really want a bunch of white people like tweeting at me or in my inbox being like, you were right, Nicole. Saying. They look exactly they do. They look so that's the point though. They look so similar. He has a very specific right, right, taste. Right. But yeah. oh my God. It's a it, I, it's like some I was get like, out shit, but like, you know. Yeah. I was not. like really I took a I had to take a pause because I was kind of chuckling. I was like, this is so funny. Like this would really mess with people's heads. And on that, we're taking a quick break. And we're back, y'all. So next topic is Insider Edition. Insider Edition. We're going um, inside. So I, so I don't know if you guys like Futurama. I love Futurama. How, Nicole, do you watch Futurama? Are you a fan? I've never watched it, no. It's so good. I love it so much. It's one of the best of fucking groaning series. It's been like canceled and, and, and brought back like 700 times. Um, and uh, that's just been their journey. And so they're getting brought back again. But they're not bringing back the voice of Bender, um, who is the robot. He's a very beloved character. And uh, let me pull this old tweet up. John DiMaggio is an, is the gentleman who voices Bender. And he posted on uh, Twitter like a little notes, you know, announcement. And basically he is like, I'm not coming back because they're not paying me enough. And I don't. Yeah, like, like that's not what, you know, everything is about. And he's right. They make a fuck ton of money off him. I remember years ago the simpsons cast went on a strike until they got a fucking cut of the merchandising yep that's what i was because just gonna they say make, yeah they make so much money off off of them and it's like guys we should be getting some of this and god bless them because it worked they got the money they got a cut and mm. i hope that they they fucking i hope that they bring him back because he is a huge part of the show probably for the past couple of years i've started to do more voiceover work and working in cartoons and i gotta say I I was surprised at how much lower the money is. It's not that it's mm-hmm. um, bad. I mean, it's, you know, because everybody, you know, every, it's all relative to blah, 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 whatever. But what I'm saying is that in relation to other like series regular roles or like bigger sure. parts, it's it's bad and that's the other thing like yeah. you're talking about with merchandising like those those contracts they are pretty they are tight and those studios are making yeah. a fuck ton of money off of literal the reason those characters are iconic are the voices yes. it's not the drawings yes. of course the drawings the voices it's all the creatives behind it it's not the studio that did not that didn't right. deserve all that and so yeah it's like if these people aren't getting like good good ass cuts of the toys and getting paid well for the episodes it it it's I mean, animation just in general is like this right now. And I feel like it's good that people are speaking up. And it's, it's. I mean, it's obviously huge because this guy is an iconic character. Because I don't even yeah. watch this show and I definitely know who Bender is now that I'm looking right. at it. Um, so it's good that he's speaking up and taking a stand because, and like you said, with The Simpsons, it's like that's going to make, hopefully, make change happen on all levels. Because 
There's no negotiating Absolutely. in voiceover. There's no negotiating. There's not a lot of money. What's that? No, that's you're exactly right. And 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 that and and John DiMaggio, he is this huge, well-known voice character actor for this character specifically. And the fact that he's like, I know I'm not making the money I deserve. Like there is a reason, and people want him to come back. They want him to get paid because Bender is such a beloved character. What's also fascinating is is this week. What, and I think this happened, he posted either the day before or the day after this other news story broke. And forgive me, I don't know this actress's name. She's Asian and she didn't go back to a show because she found out that her her castmates, her white castmates, were getting paid way more than her. And I was like, God bless her because not only is she talking about it openly, but she is so respected within the cast that they are openly telling her because there used to be a time where people didn't tell each other what they were making. And that shit is very helpful, especially for minorities, especially for double minorities, triple minorities. Like, if you aren't telling your castmates or your co and this applies to every type of job, you guys. Like, I know we're talking about television, but, like, if you find out or if you have a mentor or something, fucking have them tell you what the fucking salary is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, find out what they are making. Find out what you could potentially make. Like, that is how people help each other and improve. I've started to get really... uh cuckoo about that because I almost always just say can I get more money no matter what just because I'm like they fucking have it you know what I mean like let's yeah, be real they fucking yeah. have it and so I'll always be like is that is that all we can get or can we get more just our just because just because and I also I remember working like one gig where I asked for more money and they were like oh we don't know like I don't know if they'll have that in the budget because they're paying somebody else like it just you could easily you could tell they were paying somebody else a lot more so they might not have it in the budget for me and I was like bro <laughs> We doing the same job. So I understand that there's seniority, blah, blah, blah. But it's like you have to understand when you're paying a black woman less than a white man, something's not right. And we have to stop doing this. So, yeah, we have to share our salaries. You know who else was um, uh, in support of John DiMaggio was uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. You know her? Oh, I bet. And she's been like she's been a pretty vocal in general person about like salaries and about not getting paid as much. She had like back in the day. I forget what show it was on, but she's just like, she finally said, like, I was getting paid a guest star rate and I was pretty much a series regular. Like, people have to talk about this stuff. On Community? I don't think it was on Community, but I'm not sure because I'm not, I'm like trying to read the article while talking. But um, I know that she had, I don't remember what show it was for, but she was like, I had a shitty dressing room. I didn't get paid shit. And like, she was very real about her shit. And it was crazy because you you see her and you're like, oh, she's definitely making series regular money. There's no question. Right, right, right. But yeah, she tweeted for him. She said, I also stand with John DiMaggio on Pound Puppies, my first VO gig. Aww. I marveled at the way John can become any voice described. He's a talented wonder and deserves whatever he's asking for. Yep. Um, she said, negotiations are a natural part of this business and every actor should fight for what they know they deserve. It is beyond short-sighted for the powers that be to not realize that there is no Futurama without John DiMaggio as Bender. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was nice because yeah, I think, I mean, I think that she's just so cool the way she speaks up like that because it's not everybody's going to do that and not everybody's going to be like, listen, they are awesome bullshit sometimes, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, do you think that they'll, I mean, I wonder if they'll, so is it just like he's not coming back and that's it? Or are they still negotiating? Do you know? No, that's what his post was. He was still, neg- he was saying, I'm negotiating. Guess what? They don't want to pay me. And that's why that announcement was made. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. Okay. Which is, I love that because I think m- many, I mean, I know I was like, wait, Bender's not coming back? 
are you serious? Like, does, like, is he dying? Like, what's up? You know, because that, that's part of it, too, though. You kind of do are like, you do wonder as a fan, you know, like, why not? What's going yeah. on? Is there yeah. a problem? Do people have also like, and, you know, maybe this is just me as a woman. I'm just like, oh, God, was he a creep to somebody? And now he's yeah. not allowed back. Like, you want to know the you do want to know the reasons when you find out it's because they don't fucking want to pay him what he's worth. You're like. Now I can't support this. I don't want to support this. I don't want to support Futurama if they're not paying. Because that also tells me that fucking, the fuck her name is, Peggy Bundy. They're, they're not paying her. There's no fucking way they're giving her what she deserves. There's no fucking way they're giving Billy West what he deserves. There's just mm-hmm. no fucking way. If, if John DiMaggio is not getting what he wants, that tells me that they're not giving the other ones what they want either. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's like, yeah, one person has to be that voice. It's funny because <laughs> this is not the same at all. But I, my apartment is like sometimes it's really annoying and everybody's really loud in it. And I or like somebody's doing some bullshit and I'm always like the first one to complain, you know, and when you're always when you're the first one to like speak up, people are like, thank you so much for saying something. But it's like, it's good that he's speaking up because not only does he have status on the show, he has status in yeah. the fucking real world. He has white dude. So yeah. it's like when a dude is yeah. asking for more money, you know, they ain't paying enough. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. I hope I hope they get it. And also it's it's you know there's been negotiations I believe with um the uh writers for animation shows who get paid so much less, less than writers yeah. on live action shows. It makes no sense. They do the same jobs. They write the same scripts. Maybe they're a little bit shorter sometimes, but for the most part it's the same shit. And so it's like Yeah. There's a there's just like a lag in animation, I think, and hopefully they'll start negotiating for fair for fair rates so that you know animation writers can be in the guild because i think that's another thing they they're not union which is like what yeah so it's really crazy this is a great time for me to remind everyone not to watch reality television they don't pay people behind the scenes anything and so so you guys know i know people love reality television i don't watch it people think i'm lying when i say that i do not watch it i do not support it um and for many reasons and and in the last like 10 years the main reason was that you know they don't pay the writers people think that these that reality shows are literally just a bunch of dumb idiots yelling at each other they don't know that there is a writing staff that doesn't get credited therefore they can't get in the union therefore they're barely making any money let alone writers money because writer everybody knows writers money is fucking bomb as fuck mm-hmm. except in animation but um so this is me encouraging you guys when you watch these reality television shows and you think these people are just coming up with some of these brilliant iconic lines they're not it's the writers the writers are in the back <laughs> and they're fucking feeding these lines and suggesting ideas and suggesting drama and that is what makes some of these show some of these shows iconic is the yeah. fucking writers that do not get credited yeah while you were talking about that uh people are started live tweeting the bachelor and not listening to you i'm so <laughs> i know I, I fucking really hate how much people no, like sucks. reality television it really bothers me it yeah, really i just don't like it me. so i'm on your side no matter what because i just don't i can't reality tv yeah. makes me so uncomfortable well it's, it's it, it brings me brings me to the next subject which i don't want to touch on too much because it, it's pretty heavy but like wendy williams getting replaced on her fucking show is bananas to me like she created something talk about someone who created something from the ground up 
And sure, she has her problems. And sure, she's fucking maybe, you know, crossed a couple lines, you know, but that's what that's what you motherfuckers like. Um, and so that's why she got extra popular. But to her credit, she did that shit herself. She fucking pitched that show herself. She carried that show herself. Mm-hmm. Some of the best clips from that video that I've seen, because I didn't watch that show, but the clips I've seen online were her. Solo good. dolo, monologue shit, talking shit to the audience. She's Being dope. Weird, and then when weird. she, yeah, she got sick or so, I don't really know. Has, I don't think they're really. She has Graves disease. And Graves it's been getting disease. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, and she's getting worse. So um, when that happened, she, they started bringing in guest hosts, which, <laughs> and like, uh, when I look at the options of guest hosts, I'm just like, yeah, these are people that just say yes to whatever the fuck. Um, and that's the way that this industry is. It's very, very brutal for a lot of people, especially for someone like her who fucking, again, did everything from the ground up. And the fact that they think that they can just bring in some guest hosts and sure, I'm sure the guest hosts were good. I'm sure some of them were really great. And then, and then Sherry Shepard is the one who is now taking over the slot. And Sherry Shepard is a comedian who fucking has worked very hard and has done a lot of shit on her own. And I, I do respect Sherry a lot. Uh, but I do think it's a little dirty to like be like, oh, you know, she's not doing well. So let's just like replace this with somebody with another black woman, you know, like that well, shit can be problematic in you. so many ways. I hear you. I'm wondering, though, doesn't she produce the show? Didn't doesn't she have like her name all over it? Does she have anything to do with people replacing her or is she just kind of like, I couldn't fun. tell you. And then what makes me sad, too, is like, even if that's the case, mm-hmm. how easy it is to take advantage of somebody who's sick. Yeah. Like, you know, in, 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 in the bank, you know, we have that elder abuse term that you're supposed to pay attention to when someone's not doing well. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to, as a bank teller or a manager, pay attention to the signs that this person is being taken advantage of. Oh, like that is. Yeah, that happens. That. And yeah, you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because that's how you're trained. You're trained to look for the signs of elder abuse because that is what happens. The, the sons or the grandsons or, or daughters. They fucking take advantage. And what's the pin number? Just give me the pin number, you know? And, oh, you know, we just need money for rent. Next thing you know. And I saw it happen. We got, we intercepted some shit too. And, but the problem was that motherfucker didn't want to believe it. So he was like, no, my nephew would never, nope. His nephew cleaned him out, cleaned his ass out. I've watched enough cold case files to know that happens a lot. (laughs) And then they kill them. Sometimes they kill them. I know they do. They, or they speed up the process at the very least. Um, and that shit is sad. So that that's that's what makes me sad because I'm yeah. just like, and again, I'm not like a huge fan of Wendy. I've never really fo- I followed her career in the sense that like, as women, we do kind of like know what other women are up to, you know, mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. way, and um and also just like all the clips of like like her and Mariah or whatever the fu- who was it? There was one clip that she went back and forth with somebody, and I was like, this is wild. I think it was Mariah, um, and it's it's so wild. But anyways, so she's been like involved in so much because she really came up in in you know music and djing and shit so she was like hardcore in the scene but yeah it's just sad it's sad to watch people um people's career just kind of disintegrate before their eyes because you know people don't have respect for them i guess i mean i don't know i don't know what the root is but it just it's sad well yeah and i there's something um <laughs> there's something to me also that's because I don't, I don't know how I feel about this situation because I'm like maybe she's making a ton of money maybe she was like yeah do whatever I don't give a shit I don't know if that doesn't seem like it would be the case I think you're right but uh, yeah I don't that, that's what I'm saying is she doesn't strike me as that person who's like yeah let everybody host or maybe she is maybe but my thing is because she's sick 
I can't imagine that she's in the perfect state of mind is my thing. Absolutely. She just does. She can't do the job. And so she's just like, oh, whatever, you know, kind of. I think that also what's sad about this for some weird reason, maybe it's because it's happened to me before when the show got canceled. But um, I always think it's such a bummer. They're like, Wendy Williams show canceled. Sherry Shepard show will take its place. And they kind of just like it just goes immediately into the next fucking thing. And like, that's a bummer, too, because it's like the Wendy Williams show. Has that been, hasn't that been on for like 20 years? Something crazy now. It's been on for a very long time. And so it's just like, there's something to me too that is always a bummer of like, let this show have its moment and then just fucking create a new show. It doesn't need to morph into, and that's, and that's what I don't like. Yeah. That's another point. And you said another black woman, but also that just reminded me uh, random of the Oscars. I was like, why they got to have two black women and a white woman hosting? Why can't they just have one of them do the job? Why they got to have all these people Wait, do it? who's hosting? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to, it's like, I got to look. <laughs> Regina, let me look. Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall are all hosting. And I was just like, why can't they just like let one woman have her thing and then let another woman have their thing? Why they got, like with this Wendy Williams show, why they just got to switch it out? Why can't they just end one yeah, show and start another? Weird. And then with you, know, with the Oscars, it's like, why can't they just have one woman host instead of three, two black women and a white woman to to help them out. (laughs) I definitely think specifically with the Wendy show, I'm just like, she did it for so long and she did so much and she did it from the ground up that it, to me, it is highly disrespectful to just swap her out. Um, With the Oscar shit, I, I guess from the the perspective of hosting, and I guess that's the only reason I I would imagine I can't speak for, you know, Regina, obviously, but for like comics, Mm -hmm. hosting is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So like we know we know what it takes. And and I don't think Wanda has hosted the Oscars before, but she's hosted another big awards show before. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that she was like, I'm not trying to do that. Or maybe I should do an impression. (laughs) I ain't trying to do all that. No, I don't. I don't. But you know I what I mean? I trying so I would, to do all that. I want to try. We should both do Wendy Sykes. Yeah. Wanda, yeah. Wendy Sykes. Wendy Wanda Sykes. Sykes. Help me. But like, it just seems strange. It's like, why do people have to share? Why can't they just give the Wendy Williams show a nice little, you know, closure and then start a new show? Why has it got to be she's taking, you know, this woman is going to usurp the other one and it's going to become this thing. And it's like. It's, it's a bad way to start. That's for sure. Especially because Wendy, what you said, Wendy's show has been on for a very long time. It is very disrespectful. Yeah. Well, shout out to Wendy Williams. Um, our next segment is in WTF news. What the fuck? Breaking news. What the hell? What, what, what the fuck is this? Okay. So there was a tweet by Sean M. Flannery that I saw today on Instagram and it is an under discussed effect of COVID is how we kind of lost casual friends. The incidental buddies you ran into at a barbecue holiday party or softball game, just rapture like disappeared. Now everyone you talk to is either a coworker or one of the five most important people you've ever known. How do you feel about this tweet? Do you think this is accurate for your I mean, life? I, I, yeah, I mean, I think pretty much accurate. I definitely, I mean, look, we're talking about a fucking disease that's been killing people left and right. You're not going to want to spend time with people that are not great company. Yeah. Would you really want to go out on some awkward shit? You go to an awkward party and then you die two weeks later. Exactly. I mean, and that's what has happened because that's that's part that's been part of the problem. Right. Part of the problem of COVID is that people haven't um, if if. If you hang out with somebody that you know doesn't take anything serious, like 
you think they're going to take COVID serious. You're going to think they're going to take wearing masks serious. They're going to make you feel bad because you don't want to hug them. They're going to make you feel bad because you know what I mean? Like, that's that shit. Yeah. If you don't know the, the person and the opposite is also true. You know, anti-vaxxers and shit. They don't want to hang out with people who take the vaccine too serious. They want to, like, hang out with, like, the, the friends that they know are going to be, like, down to fucking party or go to that fucking party or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And every time COVID's brought up, they just make a joke about it and move on and do whatever. But, yeah, I agree. And I think that also it's, like, COVID has made people so insular. I mean, literally, people are like, me and my pod are doing X, Y, Z. And, like, right. I know that we've definitely opened up. Like, people are going to concerts. People are living. And I feel like I'm doing more. But, yeah, it's definitely, like you pick and choose your crew uh more wisely and you and your and and also yeah there's something too about acquaintances that did kind of seem to go out the window because some of your acquaintances were on some bullshit and so you're like i'm not trying to hang sure. out with that person anymore but you know like the people you super care about or your family are really tight with but it is funny it's like truly everybody i talk to i talk to like the same three or four people every day. And then I only see my coworkers on zoom, but like it is, it's so accurate. And something I had never really thought of because I'm a little bit of an introvert, so it doesn't seem that different, but it really is because for, you know, actors, comedians, we used to be out all the time, all the time, all the fucking time running into people at the, at the improv, just like saying what's up for 20 minutes and then going. And that was, that's, I love that feeling. I miss that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, like, what are we going to do? Like, we're, what are we going to do? We're not going to, you know, be dying to just, like, hang out with some people we fucking went to high school with and haven't seen in 10 years or, you know, 20 years. I also, yeah, I also just kind of like that I don't have to hang out with everybody anymore. I, like, I, I, you know, it was exhausting. It was, like, that 24-7 shit was fun sometimes, mm-hmm. but it, it was definitely wearing me down. Yeah. Because there is some people who, <laughs> what's that fucking show what we do in the shadows of fucking energy vampires. Like uh, there were plenty of energy vampires in the world. People that just suck the fucking life out of you. Yeah. And that's all they do. And they're actually not that great a company, but you've known them for so long. You make time, you have lunch, but that lunch is draining. Like, yeah, why would you prioritize that person? You wouldn't. You. I also like, man, I, oh, man the, the best part about being a bitch is that quite often people don't, don't confront me about shit and like because I keep thinking like there's going to be somebody that's going to confront me about how I haven't reached out I keep waiting for that moment and it's like bro you didn't reach out either like shut the fuck up like I don't you can't make me feel bad about the last two years and me you know and and me going into hiding and shit yeah I mean we all should have we all should have and I think yeah and I think we I think we all should have it's just kind of what the fuck happened it's if if you're if you're causing trouble with somebody because they didn't call you like get a fucking life you know go to therapy because you're being insecure and you're being weird because it's not it's bigger than you and your drama i also think that covid brought about like a sense of honesty like that wasn't always existing in the world i mean maybe it's just especially because we live in la it's like you would have to be at parties with people you don't like you would have to be encountering like a ton of people every day that you're like hey me me and then and yeah now it's like bro i got a fucking mask on my face i'm just trying to get my groceries and go home so bye you know and that's that there is a nice feeling to that because i'm i'm all about honesty i think you are too and so it's like i don't want to have you to be on think i am too nicole come on you're a very honest person blunt <laughs> the other thing too is that um why wouldn't we prioritize joy we should have always prioritized joy like if your friends are bringing you joy like i recently had a ha- i had an incident where i had to like set a boundary with someone that i adore um and it, it was i didn't like it it was like damn like you, you i've prioritized you for a while and now i have to set a boundary because 
if you don't, I think COVID has really exacerbated that mentality because even during COVID, there was a friend that I reached out to that I was like, shit, we got into a fight before COVID. And I was very still much in that, like, what if this bitch dies? Like, I don't want to have some weird feelings because, you know, we had a weird exchange. And um, so I reached out to her, but she was still, you know, prioritizing that discomfort, which was her choice. And I don't really give a fuck because um, it wasn't my fault. That was on her. And um, I was just trying to be like, let's clear the waters because, like, if one of us dies, one of us is going to feel bad, you know? Like, that's the other thing, you know? So I, I... so in my head, it's like, I was like, you know what? If she doesn't want to be my friend, that's totally fine and totally cool. And I, I, I that's fine for her. That works for me. Um, but I've definitely gotten even like faster at being like, oh, wait, I this hangout isn't bringing me joy. And like now I'm quicker to set a boundary than I think I was before. And quite frankly, I was always very quick to set boundaries because I, I've always been good at setting boundaries. But I, I definitely think that COVID has really like forced me to be like oh this feeling this discomfort feeling I don't I haven't felt this in a long time and I don't want to feel it for a while again and maybe I'll feel it in the future but like I don't need this right now Mm -mm. there's just there's the heaviness there's more of a weight to friendships and relationships and interactions with people and so it's like I'm not gonna waste my heavy ass interaction with some stupid idiot I've been doing the same thing where I realize like there's certain boundaries I want to set or certain places that I'm like, normally I'd be polite and go, but then it's like, I don't sure. want to be polite and go. I don't want to go. So yeah. I'll just sit, out, I'll yeah. sit my ass at home and be quiet because it's like, yeah, it's like, we're not going to do this. I mean, yes, you want to have like, you want to have a good cleared relationship with people and make sure everything's good because yeah, it's like, we're in a weird time and you, you want to maintain like a nice, like what you, like what you said about your friend, like you don't want to have this be the last time you saw her and then something happens to her. But, um, you also want to protect yourself and protect the people that you love the most. So absolutely. Another silver lining of COVID, if there are any, is that people have become more understanding of the like the last minute cancellation, which people should have always been understanding. I was always shocked to find out when people would cancel on me last second, I'd be like, oh, it's all good. They'd be like, oh, oh, you're not like, this is you're seriously fine. I'm like, no, I like if you don't even want to go, I'm totally fine with that. And I'm glad more people have adopted that way of thinking because there was a time where it's like, even people would try to make me feel bad for not going out. And I'd be like, bitch, you cannot make me feel bad just because I want to go to bed early. Like if I want to go to bed, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a post the other day that said like something like, um, you, you're going to hate me for this. And then this person I know tweeted like, I already hate you. Like for when people cancel and I was like, really? Like you fucking hate when people cancel that much that you say you hate somebody? Like who cares? And that's, that's part of that honesty too. But that's, but that's, you know, I always will, I will rant and rave about this until the fucking cows come home because I think that, I don't know if it's American society. I don't know if it's just human nature, but people are too fucking polite. And I'm saying that in a way where it means that you do things you don't want to do for the benefit of others. And it's like, I do think COVID has gotten rid of a lot of that because everybody's like, no, I'm going to cancel because I'm going to prioritize prioritize my peace I'm gonna prioritize my family I'm gonna try to make make sure that I can see my grandparents you know (laughs) right and and what's cool about COVID too is that if people are like is it COVID and in your head you're just like if that's what it takes for me to be excused to get out of this yeah bitch yes I think my my roommate has COVID or whatever you know like good if that's the excuse you got to use fuck everybody you know what that's just a great idea and I just thought about because you could just even say like I was exposed to COVID (laughs) so people Start saying no, cancel shit, and get over the fact that you're not seeing people at barbecues because it'd be awkward anyway. <laughs> yeah, most people um, can't cook anyways, so. 
So I think that was like probably a good episode of the, the scroll down. Are we done now? <laughs> I think that was a great episode of The Scroll Down. Nicole, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nicole Thurman. It's N-I-C-C-O-L-E-T-H-U-R-M-A-N. And where can people find you? You can find me at Marcella Comedy. I don't think I have any shows to promote. So check me out posting my fucking free clips online, you selfish, cheap bastards. Hey, see you on the internet, bitches. Yeah, and thank, big shout out to Danielle Jones-Wesley, our incredible producer, and Stephanie Eichler, our beautiful sound engineer, who makes us sound so good. They both do. We're so lucky to have them. All right, you guys. We love you all in different ways. Bye. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.